There is a question that is in the mind of everybody and forever, basically, for thousands of years. It's why me? Why things happen to me? Why things, you know, this person have so and so and I don't have it? Why my life until now was great and then this issue arise and, and so on and so forth? And there is that individual why me there is the city why me or country why me and there is a global why me like happening right now with the pandemic it's more kind of a roller coaster we know we call it the emotional roller coaster everybody knows that term but the reason we are in that emotional roller coaster is because we are in a physical roller coaster and uh, yeah, there are ups and downs and it doesn't stop. But the only way to stop it really is to get off the roller coaster. And not too many people know how to do that. There is countless amount of faith. Uh, I mean, you can Google it uh, and you'll be surprised. You see, and at least that doesn't end basically of different faiths and so on. And I'm sure all of them basically have the same idea, but nobody gives you the solution. They have ideas how to fix it, but really the solution on, on how to get off of that roller coaster, it's not in there. One of the sages that I'm studying, um, he said that the reason all those things happen to us in particular and humanity in general is because we have a lack of understanding how to communicate with the universe that there is that back and forth communication because the the universe is communication with that we communicating i'm sorry with us constantly but we don't respond you know as the scientists and a, a lot of philosophers actually uh, they call it, the, there is the cosmos and there is the microcosmos. Microcosmos, as you all know, will be us and the cosmos will be whatever is outside. So there is a constant back and forth communication, but it doesn't go back. It's coming to us, but it doesn't go back. As we said, a lack of knowledge on how the communication basically works the purpose of this podcast will be to unlock the gates within us the gates within us by doing that we will be able to unlock the gates of the universe and by doing so we have a passage between one place to another a passage of communicating meaning between one and another. This way, once we do that, we are able to connect to the energy, the energy of life. And the energy of life, it's basically whatever gives, when you look outside, you look at the trees, you look at us, we're breathing. Our, 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 you know, the, our mother gave birth to all of us and, and, 
and the wife give birth and then you see the development of of the child from a cell and and it's growing it's just simply amazing when you begin to break it down and then a cell developed and grows into something else and then this cell decided to say oh i'm going to be a hair and this one it decided to be oh i'm going to be a nail and so on and so forth or an eye the thing is that how those things operate how we connect to that force and the fascinating part is that once we begin to communicate with it with that force we're beginning to improve ourselves i'm not saying to change ourselves because i don't want to alarm anybody i had a friend long time a long time ago and she told me i really don't want to change who i am i told her you don't have to change who you are you basically gonna improve who you are you upgrade yourself you enhance the you you enhance and become much greater it's basically and once we basically i'm saying once we begin to to improve ourselves to change who we are we take action to communicate with that force with that light i call it light but it's and i refer to it many times as light but it's basically that energy that in covers everything that create that everything in the universe is made of but we don't have that knowledge and it's not our fault it's not your fault it's not my fault there is nobody to blame here the thing is like a baby that it was it's like basically a baby that was born in captive we all are babies that were born in captive meaning we don't know better we were born into a dark room and all our life we are inside of that dark room with other people but all of us we are used to it that is always dark and then one day you decided that no i want to try what is that switch and you turn the switch on and then behold there is light in the room now since you since you took the action of turning on that switch you influence not only your life but you influence everybody in that room now you benefited not only you but the people in the room but the only way to really experience this you see all these things are not things that we can put into a uh, under a microscope and try to figure out with formulas and so on and so forth there is formulas there are formulas but really it's different type of formulas with you know we will learn that eventually but it's not something for now but it's something that we have to take action so it's basically much pretty much like if i say to you you know many years ago i was uh, uh, i was on top of a mountain far away it was a different country and i was able to see at between was between 5 and 6 a.m and i saw the sunrise and at certain point the, it, the entire land in front of me it looked like melted gold everything was made from melted gold and was the most beautiful beautiful thing to see now i was there i saw it 
And I can feel it today. Every time I remember that, I feel that. I connect to that energy. But you see, the same thing is to us, to rest. If we wanted to communicate with that source of life, we have to open our eyes. We have to open the windows of that dark room. We have to turn on the light. We have to take an action in order to do it, in order to see it. But what is that basically action? There is, in, in, in spirituality, there are laws pretty much like uh, everything else, like the laws of the universe, the laws of the government, the laws in the court, the laws in school. There are laws. One of those laws says there is no light without vessel, meaning you cannot obtain that energy. It doesn't make a difference how hard we work. You can, we cannot obtain that energy if we don't have a vessel to obtain it. And the physical body is not enough. The physical body will obtain only the physical thing, the food, or anything else that is physical. But what happens with things that is basically energy, light? We have to have a spiritual vessel in order to, to receive it. Now, that spiritual vessel, it calls a desire. We have to have a desire to want something. The same way when, with the food. I mean, we have to have the desire to eat in order to, to have that food inside of us, in order to receive something. We have to have the desire to buy a brand new car in order to work very hard and, and to achieve that uh, thing. We have the desire for anything. We have to have the desire to be with our partner. We have to have the desire to be with anybody, with our family, with our children. Without the desire, nothing can happen, not even reproduction as a relative of mine uh, years ago told me if a baby don't cry he doesn't eat <clears throat> so but in that that desire have a scale let's say for instance the scale is from 0 to 100 from 0 to 100 will be the plus side and then there is a 0 to minus 100 on the negative side and that scale goes up and down above the zero below the zero the closer we get to the 100 on the plus side the closer we are to the source of light and the closer we go below the zero to the minus zero the closer we get to the source of darkness once we realize that scale exists now you realize where the roller coaster is because really we're going up and down that scale and that's basically what causes the roller coaster now in that scale that we created if you will for right now for our understanding it's also that's where the desire sits now we stated that the desire must exist but from the zero to plus 100 will be what it's called the desire to receive in order to share meaning i want something because i want to share with the people i want something because i want to share with the world now 
please understand with the people doesn't have it doesn't mean to the world outside it, you know it also means in the world inside of you meaning your family you you know like there is that quote that we all know so well love thy neighbor as yourself but the 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 emphasis is on the world word yourself because it really if you really don't know how to take care of yourself how to love yourself how can you do that to anybody else whether it's your neighbor your friend your relative your children your mother your father or anybody we already sitting in that roller coaster but in the other end if we have a desire to receive for myself alone things change meaning we are in the other side of the zero into the minus when we have the desire to receive in order to share we become a channel become a channel for all that energy that is out there for all the good that is in inside the energy of life and that channeling of it never stop because the more you share that light that energy the more it will come there won't be a stop but when we shift to the other side of the zero into the minus area then it will stop it cannot exist with the light as it says me and him cannot exist in the same house meaning the darkness and the light or the light and darkness they cannot coexist as we mentioned before there are laws uh, even in the spirituality so i introduced you already to one law that there is no light without vessel now i would like to introduce you to another law that says there is no status quo and spirituality meaning if a person is not moving upward or forward he or she must be moving downwards or backwards meaning a person cannot stay in the same situation whether it is in spiritual path whether it is in physical or anything else with the family friends jobs you name it if we are not moving forward and upward we must be moving backwards and downwards we cannot stay at the same place but you know we can claim and i heard that many many times we can claim yeah but we have a free will you know we got a free will and we basically can do whatever we want but it's we do have a free will you know but it's whatever it's on the menu meaning let's say i go to your house and you invite me for lunch dinner and you put on the table uh, four different type of salad let's say green salad egg salad um, you know eggplant salad and uh, something else guacamole but me i want hummus so yeah but it's not on the table yeah but i have a free will i want the hummus no my choice is either i can have one of the ones that is on the table or all of them but since hummus is not on the table i cannot have it apply it to everyday life i mean when we go out of the door we have the choice to go right left forward if i go right 
then the houses already exist over there. My neighbors exist over there. And whatever is there, it's there already. If I choose left, the same thing. My neighbors are there, the houses are there, the cars are there. I don't have a choice because I don't like certain things to change. Maybe today I decided this house I don't like. I do not have the choice to remove the neighbors or the house. I have to deal with what we have. So again, free will, it's the choice that are given to us. Not where it's not on the menu, not what is not in existence. And obviously, we, have to, we know we have to choose between the right thing and the wrong thing. That's one of the free wills we have, to choose between right and wrong. And I can say with all confidence that most of us know what's right and what's wrong, which has have to have to have the desire to do it. I'll share with you a story, and uh, with that I'll finish for today. Um, years ago, back in 2007, I had the case, an issue that I had to go through radiation. And my parents, of blessed memory, they came to see me at that time. Yes, they were very well at that time. And, and in one day, my mom was sitting in the sofa, and she was watching me arguing, having an argument with my son. My son at that time, he was seven years old or so. And um, she started laughing. And as I know my mom, she was a very, very wise woman. I told her, okay, Ma, you know, why are you laughing? I'm listening. And she said, the truth is because I'm looking at you and it's very funny, I, you know. And she told me that she see me and she sees me fighting with myself. She said, you fighting with you. If you want a child to understand, treat him the way you want to be treated. Respect him the way you want to be respected. Yes, you are the father, you are a big guy, and he's the child, seven years old. But it doesn't make a difference. You have to respect him. You have to talk to him in, with honor, with dignity, with respect. And since that day, I took it to heart. I took it very seriously. And until today, my son is almost 20 years old. I'm learning from him a lot of stuff because I try to respect him the same way I would like people to respect me. My daughters, I talk to them the same way I expect to be treated and respected. I love, him, I love them dearly and they respect me and love me dearly. We should be able to do that with everyone with our children, with our friends, with our siblings, with our, with our parents, with anybody that it's come to our way, even a stranger that is on the way, it's okay to say good morning to him or to her, even if you never saw them and you know you, know, you never see them again. As a great scholar once said, from all those who taught me, I learned. Even from a rock on my path and a flower in the garden. 
Have a blessed day. You, your friends, your family, all your loved ones, now and forever.